Three, two, one. Recording. Why does that mouse pad sound so fucking janky? There we go. You don't want that. Yeah, you don't want that weird springy noise. I feel like dog shit. I feel like fucking dog shit. Wednesday, October 19th, 2020 at 2... No, 2020. Good lord. All right, let's slow it down. Wednesday, October 19th, 2022. At 2.20 p.m. Eastern Time. I feel like shit. My tummy's grumbling and bumbling. Um... I just did an episode with Dr. Malone about the COVID 80% lethality rate strain that they're making in Boston because they're good people. And I got two more episodes after this. I think I'm going to cancel them. Not not I think. I'm going to cancel tomorrow because I feel like horse shit. I don't even know who I have tomorrow. Um, There's my tummy grumbling. Um, but, uh, I don't know why I went to the gym today, but I had an idea. This has been an idea I've had for something for a long time, way before I started the podcast. And right off the bat, this isn't a a liberal or conservative thing. It's more so of an observation. And I think it could be like a fun little exercise that would take place over the, the coming months and years. And it's sort of to take a snapshot of where we are. It's, it's almost like a before and after, like, weight loss picture or something. Um, or better yet, it's like a journal. Um, I kept a journal in college because I'm a faggot. And there was some there's some interesting things in it. And it makes me think of the quote. Remember the thing that you, like, you once dreamed of and yearned for and worked towards, like, it is now a part of your everyday life that you don't even think twice about. And you're already yearning for the next thing. And that's good. That That's my addition to it. That's good. Keep pushing. That's what keeps life forward. That's what keeps it fresh. That's what keeps the soil loose and, and turning over. But also don't forget to understand the things that you do have and be grateful. You know, it's good to be hungry. It's good to not be satisfied or uh, or grow complacent. But you also don't want, you want to keep the hunger. You want to keep the that hungry dog mentality to a degree, though. You don't want it to actually, like, ruin your experience on this earth. You don't want to actually never be grateful for what you have. There's, like, a weird middle line. You don't want to grow complacent. I've already done 900 episodes. But you also don't want to grow miserable. I've only done 900. I have to do 50,000 because that's just not enjoyable. And I think there is a certain amount of, uh, you can become too hungry. Or I should say in the quest to stay hungry, you can actually become miserable. And so it's not only just like a dainty, well, you don't want to feel bad. It's also, it can actually inhibit your growth. You want to be hungry and you don't want to be satisfied, but you also don't want to be disillusioned and uh, demoralized. So it's not just, so you feel good, love yourself. It's also tactically like, well, now you're actually not, the hunger is is no longer aiding you. But this isn't at all what that podcast is about. That was just 
a kind of weird example. I don't know why the fuck I talked about that. For instance, I always dreamed about making money on this podcast, not having to have a day job, not living above my parents' garage, and being able to upgrade upgrade from a MacBook. This podcast pays 100% of my bills. I'm on an iMac, an M1 iMac, with a dope Sony DSLR camera, a Shure microphone, a gaming computer, sound tiles, and professional lighting. By professional lighting, I mean shitty Chinese lighting in my own apartment. And uh, instead of having one hard drive where I put all this on, I now have it on multiple sets of multiple hard drives wrapped in EMP shielding and waterproofing and fireproofing and, you know, shock proofing and all that good shit and desiccants and dust removers and antimicrobial shit. And this is all stuff that I couldn't was beyond my, my best case scenario is now my every day. I had goals. I had lofty goals. And I had like, if everything goes right, kind of delusions that everything goes right. Delusions are below where I am now. And I don't really think about that. And it is important to stay hungry. You don't want to sit back and go, well, I've got it all now. Because that you don't move forward. And one of my favorite things about life is constantly moving forward and evolving. Um, but the idea is, even if you go and look, like, I'll look back at my journal sometimes. I don't even know where it is. It was digital. I don't even know if I still have a copy of it. But it's just like little things. Like, I can't wait till I'm finished with, you know, pre-calculus. And then you look back and it's been two years since you took it. Now it's been 10, but there'll be two years since you took it. And you look back at it and you're like, oh, I'm not even grateful that it's over. Now I'm just focused on finishing the next thing, which again is good. It's good to constantly move and evolve. But also don't forget that like where you are now is the is that distant point in the future that you used to dream of, either to achieve something or for a current part of your life to be over because it was shitty I remember when I got arrested when I was 17 for uh, drinking alcohol with my buddy Joe. I used to just always like, and my parents were just like, you're not going out for like your entire senior year of high school. They let up like halfway through. But I just remember thinking like, I just want this to be over. There was like, there was no benefit in it. I'm just stuck at home. I'm 18 and I'm angry. And uh, it was 17 when it happened. Then I it turned 18 right after. I was actually in court on my 18th birthday. That's a fun fact. Um, but I remember thinking, like, I can't wait for this to be over. And then a year later, I was a pledge in a fraternity, and I couldn't wait for it to be over. And then a year later, I was all pre-med, and I couldn't wait to transfer out of Aldosta. And on and on and on. And then you look back, and it's been 10 years, and now you're grinding towards the podcast, and you're like, I haven't achieved, I haven't enjoyed one of these achievements yet. But none of this is the point I'm actually trying to make. I'm try- what I'm trying to make is is an examination of before, during, and after, or future tense scenarios and how things shift. And it's always been amazing to me how, uh, and this is, I am going to use political examples, so you'll have to bear with me. I'm not trying to make this one of those podcasts because those get me hot under the collar as do they you, as they do you. But one thing that I always kind of found absurd was um uh you know no one was angry at John Brennan's drone war under Obama or the kids in cages. 
and I'm not saying those aren't things you shouldn't be angry at. It's probably good. It's probably a social plus to raise hell about those. But no one cared until Trump. And you could argue, like, two wrongs don't make a right. We should care about them. Yeah, it's opportunistic that they care about him under Trump, but, you know, whatever. Let's just, let's take it and move forward. Okay. But then all of it stopped when Trump wasn't in office. I should say, uh, my stomach's grumbling. Ugh. Then all those things stopped and people stopped giving. When's the last time you've seen a celebrity talk about a kid in a cage or a drone strike or immigrant deportations? You haven't. You haven't since January 20th, 2021. And that's kind of where my problem is with it is. Yes, it was happening under Trump. People were angry about it under Trump because they hated Orange Man. But I'm willing to say, but those are things we should be angry about. Maybe it took till Trump for people to be angry at it, but whatever. Let's just move forward. People are now angry about kids in cages being separated from fam, and I and I know they're coming over illegal, and I know there's human trafficking, and I know it's nuanced. But my problem is, is now no one gives a shit, so it's hard to try to you know be the bigger man and go. I know they're not doing it because they actually care. I know they do it; they're doing it because they hate Trump. But whatever, it's let's take the net plus for society. But now no one gives a fuck. Oh, Jesus Christ, that just scared the shit out of me. Why do I have an alarm on for right now? Now no one gives a shit, though. And that is, that's kind of where my problem is with it. You know, net neutrality. Do you remember that early on in Trump? Remember how it was artificially posted at the top of every subreddit? And how it was on every social media website? Net neutrality. What what was what was it? Can we can we refresh ourselves? What was the loose idea? It will allow internet service providers to throttle your access to the internet based on the content that you curate and consume. Meaning, if one of these is a conservative website or a conservative ISP, they can throttle your access into information, which is fundamentally un-American. And I agree. They're private companies, sure. Private companies can also, you know, say black people at the back of the bus. That doesn't make it okay. And so that that's where there is a lie. And so I do agree with that. Now, everyone was only doing it because Orange Man was bad. Tell me that today we are not having throttling of access to social media based on the information you curate and consume. Tell me that with a straight face, a steady hand, and a lie detector chest test on your chest. That there is equal access to social media platforms. You can't. But they're a private company. Okay, but if that's going to be the thing we plant our feet on, then it has to be uniform. Right? It has to be uniform. Okay. And now let's switch it up. Tommy, you're only using points that help conservatives. Okay, now let's switch it up. You had a lot of people under Trump saying those ISP providers are private companies. Fuck off, you dirty commies. If you don't like it, build your own. Now the roles are reversed, in which I am as guilty as anyone, saying I'm now banned from YouTube. I'm banned from Reddit. I've been banned from Reddit for years. Uh, I can't get on iTunes. These were fundamentally un-American things. 
But Tommy, you stupid conservative. These are private companies. Bingo, they are. So I don't mind that logic. I don't mind the logic of saying it's a private company and they can do whatever they want. But it has to be uniformly applied. And that's the thing is it's not. And I would, I'll venture to say this. Let's say, let's say Trump gets in in 2020. Actually, fuck it. Let's say, well, Trump does own Truth Social. Let's say Kanye buys Parler. Let's say Elon Musk buys Twitter. You will have a call from the left that will say this is fundamentally un-American that they are, let's say they start censoring liberals. That this is fundamentally un-American. And you will have a call from the right that says these are private companies, they can do whatever you want. That will happen. And the point of me bringing up earlier about the journal and the looking back is we have to see a snapshot of where we are now from before and after weight gain or before and after dieting or before and after muscle building or before and after a a skyscraper being constructed. We have conservatives during during the net neutrality thing saying these are private companies, and I was one of them. I can, in hindsight, say it's fundamentally un-American, but the reality is, is I was on board because, hey, if you like Trump, then you're for these being a private company. Brainwashed, no no independent thought. I was 100% guilty of that. You had the people on the left doing what they do very well, and I don't mean that sarcastically. They, they round around, they get around an idea, and they fight like hell, and that is something that's that's amicable. Is that the right word? Admirable? It's now switched to that these are private companies, you stupid conservatard. Versus conservatives saying that these are fundamentally un-American ideas. Okay. Jesus, my stomach is just... It'd be fuck... It would be hilarious if my stomach exploded during this podcast and I had to make an argument about private healthcare while I'm bleeding out and not able to fucking call an ambulance because I don't have the money. That would be... that. Shout out God, that would be dope. That would be hilarious, especially during this episode. But we are now seeing a shift in real time. From, we'll say five years ago, October 19th, 2017. Internet service provider should remain neutral. You shouldn't be able to throttle things based on like political uh, opinion. You have me, a brain-dead conservative, and I don't say that sarcastically. I had no independent thought saying, these are private companies, fuck off commies. You have the liberals saying these are fundamentally un-American ideas, which in hindsight, I do now agree with. Because I've, you know, ironically been bitten in the ass by it. And, you know, what better to change your opinion than being humbled by the long dick of reality? So now we look at present day. You're going to get banned by YouTube or iTunes or Facebook. And some people dress it up as, well, hate speech. But the people that know that that's all just a label go, these are just private companies. I don't entirely disagree. They are. However, this is fundamentally un-American. If Greyhound made black people sit at the back of a bus, I don't think they ever did, so I don't mean to slander them. Well, maybe I do. Let's let's get some let's get some views on this. You wouldn't argue that this is a private company. You'd say that's fundamentally un-American. Right? So but now we are starting to see so we've already painted out the the complete hypocrisy. A conservative saying, "Yeah, no, 
net neutrality is 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 allow the ISPs to throttle your access because they're private companies, and you have the left saying these are fundamentally on American values. And then I have seen from my own existence a switch in logic, as I'm now saying no, these are fundamentally un American things to throttle this and to censor. I'm wrong. I was wrong. And you now have the people on the left saying, no, these are private companies. Shut up. We are now going to see a switch again. We're already seeing it with the hatred against Elon. And now in the recent days of Kanye announcing he's going to buy Parler. Wednesday, October 19th, 2022. That we are switching again. To these are private. Now, I hope that if when he buys Parler and Elon buys Twitter and as Truth Social grows, I hope that they don't ban anyone. That would be great. That would that's that is genuinely the goal. But I don't see it going that way because why would it? We're going to see a fundamental switch again. As people on the right will now say these are private companies and people on the left will say this is fundamentally un-American. But the importance of this is the realization, and this is the point of everything I've said up to this point, is that there is no concrete ground on which we stand. It is all shifting sands. There is no defining area of what is and what is. When you look at the the left that says, um, you know, government, get the fuck out of my life and don't tell me I can't smoke pot or be gay. I agree with that. When you have people on the right saying, no, you shouldn't be allowed to be gay or that's, you know, that's a sin. No, that's in your theocratic belief, which is fine, but that's for you. Or say that, no, you know, weed degrades the mind. That's for an individual to decide, not for you and for daddy government. Vice versa, government, get the fuck out of here. Don't tell me I can't own a gun. That's none of your business. So when you already note that and you realize that there is no firm ground on which we stand. Neither side is for a lack of government intervention into your personal life. They just want their own brand of government intervention. You can call it communism. You can call it fascism. There is no actual firm ground on which you stand. There are things like metal. Metal is metal. A precious metal is a precious metal. How many German Deutschmarks is it worth? How many euros is it worth? How many dollars is it worth? That is the unconstant. As fiat money is inflated and deflated and above the pound sterling and above the, the troy ounce of gold, that shifts around. But the metals themselves are the same. We don't have any, and literally we don't have any fiat currency backed by precious metals, but we don't even have political ideas in this country that are backed by a set thing. You just don't. We can see it in just five years, how much it has shifted wildly back and forth letting gays allowed to get married is fucking awesome because the government should fuck right off the government telling you that you have to get vaccine mandated is just as bad as saying you can't get married it's not a left or a right thing it's the long dick of the government fucking your asshole and you just want your asshole left alone and so what I've wanted to do for years, even before I started the podcast, and I don't know why I've waited till now, it just kind of dawned on me this morning walking to the gym, I remembered it. 
just you know pops in every once in a while like oh i haven't heard that song in forever it's just an idea that popped in i kind of want to address these things whenever they happen and just like make a note of it with the podcast with a timestamp, just for like my own observations and studying of it over the years but the more you look at it the more you realize there is no stable ground right it's like looking at you know uh, maps of country it's like looking at a map of europe over the last thousand years and realizing there is no like set place you start to realize that borders aren't actually real and that's not supposed to be some no border no nation no deportation no i'm all for a border i think every nation should have walls it's great go for it just like i think most apartments not most all apartments should have walls with doors that lock because fuck off i don't want you in mine and you shouldn't have to have me in yours but the point is, is you start to realize that these things aren't actually real, right? We can decide that they're real and that's fine, but you have to plant your feet and stick with it. Otherwise, it has no staying power and it has no true rational gold-backed currency. It's not backed by any fundamental truth. It's just a temporary flag in a rapidly shifting mountain of sand. It's not real. And if it's not going to be real, that's fine. But then I've got to totally extricate myself from it because if it's just not fucking real, then whatever. I'm just going to go to the woods and like chop wood, like I gather water and store food, like because then there's nothing else to do because then we're not living in any sort of rational world. So right now, I don't know what it is. I would imagine the next big one is going to be the shift of the argument of private company versus fundamentally un-American ideals. We'll probably shift back towards conservatives saying these are private companies, fuck off, as they take the helms of these, if they ever take the helms, take the helm, take the um, take the reins of, of these companies. And then you're going to have, you're then and then they're retarded because now you're going to see them hand to Biden a, a section he's going to fight for or against section 230 and I won't even disagree with them because that's something I fundamentally agree with but as you look at these things you realize that there is no reality if you say where does Germany begin and where does it end you have to ask what year is it what year is it where does America begin well uh, is it 1799 or is it 1899 or is it 1999 where is it? Do I include Hawaii? Do I include the western half of the United States? Is it still is it what about where, where in America was Harvard is Harvard located? Harvard was founded in 1604, 172 years before quote unquote the United States of America existed. So there is no shifting reality. And I don't think it matters as much when it happens over centuries, but we're seeing it in months and years. Well, you're not, it's not even that it's lasting for only a couple generations. It's not even one generation. It's not even a decade. It's not even half a decade. In half, in less than half a decade, we've gone from it's, uh, those are private ISPs or private companies to this is fundamentally un American, opposed Section 230. In, in five fucking years. Like, huh? So, it's shifting wildly. And as it shifts more and more wildly, you start to see it for what it is. Like, I remember one time I was meditating in Athens, Georgia, looking out my window at these, like, the rolling hills. Just beautiful. It's fucking God's country. 
And I started to have the realize that, and I was watching like fog kind of roll in over them very slowly for over 30 minutes. You'd see how it'd move. And I was like, oh, that kind of is just like water spilling. It's just happening really slowly. And then I kind of had this weird realization. I was like, oh, hills are flowing like water. It's just happening at a literal geologic pace. Like mountains are flowing like rivers, but so slow that it doesn't change. And even if you go and look at a painting from 3,000 years ago, the mountain peak is still there. That's how static it is. But that too is flowing. For the intents of human society, though, and the purposes, you'd say it's static, right? So there are these things where it's like it depends on where you are and how much it changes in your own existence. So a mountain, yeah, we could say it flows, but for all intents and purposes, no, it, no, it's not, right? Like, buildings shrink into the ground, no matter how slowly they do. But if it's if it's depressing into the ground at a at a millimeter a decade, for all for all intents and purposes, no, it's not, right? So. I want to illuminate like where are we and it's hard to know until the thing changes. So I don't know what the next thing will I, I, the most ironic one would be would be, you know, punch a Nazi in the face. Just what, three years ago. And now. Support the Azov Battalion. Huh? What the fuck? End the military industrial complex, but send all the money to Ukraine. Occupy Wall Street in 2011. You know, make pot legal. Enough with all these pharmaceuticals. There are natural remedies. Stop, you know, you can't make money off psilocybin. That's why it's not legal. So that's why you push Zoloft. That same group is take your vaccine, you fucking Nazi redneck. Your, your experimental technology from Pfizer. A, the most comically evil company behind maybe like Raytheon or 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 uh, Halliburton, right? And it's shifting. And the only reason why I'm not willing to plant my feet here and say the conservatives are right about this because they're against the forced vaccination is because I don't know that in 10 years, you're not going to have the conservatives saying, get your shot, hippie, and hippie saying this is fundamentally un-American. Because the last five years have shown me that there is no static ground on which we stand. No one has their feet planted. If you do, you just you stick out as a flip flopper, but you're not flip flopping at all. You're standing in the same spot. The waves are just pushing back and forth, but the actual rock itself is not moving. It's an illusion. The mountain's not moving through clouds. The clouds are passing by the mountain. So it's harder and harder to identify as any one thing. And then, well, then you start realizing, well, you know, the truth is not out to hurt you. It's not out to help you. The truth just is. The truth actually isn't out to do anything for you. It doesn't give a fuck. It is not conscious. It just is. But ultimately, the truth will set you free. And it's not just a cliche shit, ironically enough, said by the CIA, but it really does. So as you can observe it fearlessly and soberly and just examine it for what it is and realize it's not there to hurt your feelings, it just is. I have to start realizing that there is no place to plant your feet, plant my feet. 
There is no definitive take you can have that says this is who I am because it is all shifting faster and faster. And then you have to start th thinking, I can't possibly be the first person to observe this. And if I'm not the first person to observe this, someone else has observed it. And someone else smarter than me has observed it. And someone else who is malevolent has probably observed this. And you can make an A-bomb and you can either have the, the fission power nuclear reactor that powers a child's hospital. Or you can make an A-bomb and drop it on Hiroshima. And you start to actually crystallize the logic behind divide and conquer. Is that there is no definitive thing. There is no definitive stance. It is a screensaver. It is a lava lamp. You can't, when you look at a lava lamp, you don't trace the bubbles with a marker and go, there's that blob, because in 10 seconds, that blob is going to be half in and half out. And in 20 seconds, that blob's going to be completely out. And a new blob's going to be in. That marker means nothing. But if you can trick people into identifying with that blob, you can then move those blobs around as you see fit. And while they're all screaming at one another, you can move unnoticed through the medium. And that, I imagine, is how you would stay in power. That's the entrenched power structure. It's not the left or the right. That's the, the, the real, whatever you want to call it, the deep state, the Illuminati, the military-industrial complex, corporate marriage of, of, of corporation and state, the UN, the World Economic Forum, the Bank of International Settlements, the International Monetary Fund, the world, whatever the fuck you want to call it, Geico, I don't, McDonald's, I don't give a shit. That thing is shifting. And when you look back 10 years, 5 years, 20 years, whatever, there is no definitive stance on where you stand. None of it's bolted down, meaning you can move the pieces around. None of the chess pieces are, are glued to the, the board. So conveniently, you can move them. But so long as you keep the chess piece itself intact... You can convince them that that is their cohesive unit. And you can keep them arguing as you move them around. And then you can do something in the background while they're not paying attention. It's convincing two people that to get into a staring contest and then egging them both on quietly in their ears saying they're going to fucking beat you. No, they're fucking not. I'm going to look in their eyes and they're locked in each other's eyes. And as they're going at it, you're pulling the fucking cash out of their wallets. And it's, I mean, it's incredibly, it's sophisticated. It's, you know, you can't deny it's beauty. It's evil in the same way that napalm's evil, but I mean, it's, it's also, you know, it's, it's, it's seductively powerful. It makes me think of a quote. I think it was like a, a comment I saw on Reddit years and years ago. And it was like, and it said, uh, psychedelic experiences are like, um, psychedelic experiences are, are lightning, are lightning flashes over, a, over a, like a countryside at night. Just imagine a country, imagine some mountains, Maybe some valleys, a waterfall, a marsh, a bunch of trees, like a church steeple. Imagine just like a kind of a picturesque 
you know, whatever, maybe like 10 miles wide, just all the different landforms. You see cows and like a barn and a town and mountains and peaks and all that good shit. But then imagine it's pitch black out. It's a moonless night and it's cloudy and raining. So you can't even see the stars. It's just black. And as these things flash, it doesn't even make a noise. It's, you know, it takes a minute for the thunder to hit you. You see one part of it. You see, you see the church light up. Or maybe you see uh, the lake light up. And the quote was that psychedelic experiences are lightning flashes in the night over a countryside. That is, they all may look different, but they're illuminating the same landscape. And to me, that was fascinating because it wasn't just that you're getting pieces of a puzzle and putting them together and illuminating the whole landscape. It depends on where you look at it. So if you see, a, if lightning flashes over the church and then you see the church below it, versus if someone else didn't see that lightning flash, but they saw a lightning flash across the valley, their illumination of the church would be different. They would see it from a different angle in a different light. The ratio or the aspect ratio of it might seem off. Its prominence might not be properly or it might be overly uh, displayed. And so it's not just that you're getting puzzle pieces. Oh, I just saw the I just saw the lake. So I know there's a lake over here. Okay, now I just saw the Walmart. Okay, so now there's a Walmart over here. Okay, I just saw some cows over there. So now I know some cows are over there. Because that that's that's your your you're painting a picture, right? But what about the shit that's moving? What about the river changing? What about the leaves falling? What about an avalanche and half a mountain's gone? What about a building falling over? What about a building being constructed? So as the lightning flashes go off, you're getting a picture. That picture itself, though, is shifting. If you could turn all the lights on and look at the landscape, which you can't do because that's the whole like veil of secrecy of who runs the world. But if you could, because you're only getting like one millisecond flashes and it's a temporary mind's eye image that you remember, you have to just assume that that's what the landscape is. And so even if you do your best effort to remember all the lightning flashes you saw and piece together a puzzle, you have now pieced together a puzzle that no longer exists because everything has changed. So if you are in power, you've got night vision on. You don't need the lightning flashes. And so while everyone else is arguing over, was the cow right here or was the cow right there? You're halfway across the map taking the gold out of the bank and no one's noticing because of the way the lightning's flashing. So you can move sort of behind the fog. And if you keep everyone screaming at one another instead of working with each other, of like, where'd you see the lightning flash? I saw it over here. Well, let's maybe assume that we're both not lying to each other. Maybe there's a reason why we saw it differently. Maybe there's a reason why you think there should be more taxation and I think there should be less. Instead of just going at each other's throats and calling each other retarded and libtard and conservatard, Trump-tard, Biden's an idiot, maybe we could work together and figure out, you know, how to feel our way through the dark. But then there's someone in there saying, no, fuck the other side. And because of that, whoever has night vision, whoever can move beyond the veil, move behind the, the, the secrecy of that's classified or that's you're not you're not in the need to know. 
or that's proprietary corporate information or we control or, you know, or we got to do this because of hate speech. They control the world. And I think I would feel more bad for humanity if everyone was just trying to see where everyone else came from. But we're not. Grown men and women, people who are respectable doctors or accountants or lawyers or ambulance drivers or engineers, will be, will work hard all day. They'll come home and kiss the wife. And, you know, they're a good parent and they go to the parent teacher conference and they visit their parents and they do the Christmas thing and they walk the dog and they pay their taxes and they bring the garbage out on Sunday and blah, blah, blah. And then the second it comes to politics, oh, those fucking retards. Voiding the fact that aside from being politically different, that person over there is someone that you would respect on your on your board of directors. That's someone that you haven't had and will continue to use as a babysitter. When you find out their parents are sick, you go, keep them in your prayers. But the second they put up a, a campaign sign for someone you don't like, you, you write the whole thing off as, oh, they're a fucking asshole, a dipshit. And so because of that, it's it's harder and harder to care because you know they're capable of seeing it. It's not that they themselves are stupid. You know they're capable of opening their mind. You know they're capable of seeing where someone else comes from. People always, people always comment, you know, I love your podcast except for, you know, when you have those liberals on. Or vice versa. Hey, man, I really love that episode with Howard Bloom, who's a flaming liberal. But I hate when you interview Dale, who's, you know, conservative Dale. And I'm like, but do you not see the episodes of how they're all glowing and full of love and laughter? It's like, it's like I was saying the other day. I saw a like a quick like gif on Reddit and it was of a soldier and his face was all blistered up. It was like shiny red that kind of, you know, it was just burned. His hands were blistering up. He had like no hair on his eyebrows and he was like screaming out for his mom and his shirt and his clothes were just like black charred. And someone in the comments said, is he Ukrainian or Russian? Like, I don't know whether to feel bad or to cheer. What? And I don't think I'm smarter than anyone watching this podcast. I don't think I have any more life experience than any of you. So when at 32, I can sit here and at least try to see where someone else is coming from, even if I don't agree with them. When all you see on the news is gotcha and told you so and and and. And uh, what about ism and, uh, and stupid, retarded, conservative or fucking liberal? You'll have to excuse me if I want to try to do something different. If the whole world is fucking throwing spears at each other's throats, please excuse me for trying to at least listen to the person. Because if everyone, if every channel is about the stupid other side, one, I'm not tipping the, the scale. Because the whole world is at each other's throats. So fuck me sideways for trying to hear someone else out. So I'll have people email. I've, I've literally had people email. Like, I love the Howard Bloom episode, dude. Like, I don't know why you interview guys like Dale or, you know, Ron Moeller. And then vice versa. 
dude, the Dale episodes are great. You know, why do you have on Dr. McCullough? You know he's a liberal. What the fuck? Like, what? What the fuck? Why are you hearing them out? If you're not going to hear someone else out, if I'm not going to have someone on this show that I disagree with, why am I doing this show? Like, what do we... If, if we're going to sit here and just agree with one another, why are we even doing it? The conclusion's already foregone. We've already agreed that we're right. I like the color red. Me too. It's so fucking red. I love red, dude. I mean, you guys are clearly enjoying being in an echo chamber and reassuring one another. You might as well just go the full step and start fucking. Because you're already in each other's minds. Might as well be in each other's bodies. If there isn't going to be some sort of friction. When I was studying for the MCAT, I memorized like 400 equations. And I would memorize 10, and I'd go over those 10. The next day, I'd memorize a new 10. And then the, and then I would go back and rem- go over the first 10. On and on and on. And I remember as I got to 400, I could cite through all 400. It took me like an hour, but I could write them all down. And it was so easy that I could actually get to a point where I could do it while listening to a podcast, or I could do it while having a conversation with a friend. I was no longer learning which is fine if the test was on 400 equations, but it was on so much more than that that eventually I had to realize I'm no longer learning. Now I'm just maintaining, which is fine, but there's a lot more on the test, and it's a test that no one's ever perfect scored, so you can't have the cockiness to say I'm going to get 100. So eventually you have to go, it's not hurting anymore. At the beginning of this year, I did five push-ups a day. Now I'm on 70. And at the first of every month, I push it up more because the second it starts to get easy, it's no longer a workout, which is fine if you don't want to work out. But if your goal is to work out and to build muscle, you have to keep pushing forward. So if the goal is to just hear my own thoughts back to me, I wouldn't do a podcast I would sit in a bathroom and talk to the mirror. But it's not. It's to learn and grow and to have my mind changed and have it challenged. Maybe I change my opinions. Maybe it forces me to solidify my own opinions even further. But the people that only want to hear what you want to hear, go listen to a song you've heard 10,000 times because that's all you're getting out of it is you know exactly what it is. If you know what it is, there's no mystery to it. It requires no mental capital. It requires no intellectual horsepower. You're just sitting there. Recite your ABCs. You're getting as much out of it as you are listening to a podcast who says everything you agree with. And maybe that's something you reach out towards if you're having a bad day and you just want to hear someone make you laugh and make fun of the same people you hate. That's fine. I get that. I get it. Nothing really, nothing cheers me up more than just, you know, Dale talking about how much he hates Biden. It's fucking hilarious. I know I'm not gaining anything out of it, but sometimes you don't need to gain anything out of it. Not every day needs to be a workout where you're pushing the boundaries of your capability. Sometimes you just feel like shit and you're like, let's just go in there and get some push-ups out. And that's fine. That's fine. But for what I'm trying to do, which is for nine out of 10 days, 
I am trying to push this forward and I am trying to push what I believe in open and to poke holes in it and to break it and form it back stronger and then break it again. For the people that don't like that, you clearly aren't capable or you don't want to challenge yourself, which is fine. It's not some objective truth that you need to challenge yourself every day. It's fine to not do that. But like taunting your little brother, stop hitting yourself. Don't watch the show. There are podcasts that I don't like. They get me hot under the collar. collar. So I don't watch them because I'm not retarded. I know I don't like it. And I know they're never going to change. So instead of wasting my breath, voicing my opinion, I just don't watch it. So with that, my friends, I think we're wrapping this one up. I should have a guest appearing. Um, so that's kind of where I'm coming from is, uh, you know, don't be a retard. Grow and push outside your boundaries. And if you don't want to, that's fine. But for your own, men- for your own mental health, I-, I recommend not watching this show because it will never not be that. So again, if you don't want to learn and push your boundaries and maybe you don't even view it as pushing boundaries, maybe you actually view yourself as knowing everything. Hey, more power to you. I bet it's in it. That's an enjoyable existence from one human to another. Stop hating yourself. I'm watching you eat a banana and you're very upset because it's not an orange. At a certain point, I have to go, hey, man, I only sell bananas. And, you know, I'm happy for your business, but you look very uncomfortable Maybe you should go to the orange stand over there. If you don't want to think and you only want to hear conservative points of view, go tune into Fox or go tune into Ben Shapiro. If you only want to hear leftist points of view, go watch Colbert. Go watch The View. I I don't know what else to tell you. But ultimately, I don't give a fuck. And uh, yeah, hope you all have a good one. God bless. Take care.